0: Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Shannon Namaste, and I'm here to help you awaken your hidden talents and gifts that you're destined to share with the world. So, whether you're brand new to meditation, healing, regression, or well into your spiritual journey, this podcast will bring you the clarity that your heart has been seeking. You will hear beautiful and powerful stories from world renowned healers. And global changemakers that will inspire you as you journey through your destined path. Join me as we dive in together. Well, welcome back, and happy and healthy New Year to you all. January 2024. I can't believe that it is already the year 2024. The number eight in numerology. The amazing utilizing your innate brilliant power that you have inside of you i just i can't believe it's 2024 i remember being in elementary school and when we would even think of what the year 2000 would be like we already thought like it would be the era of the george jetsons where there would be flying cars and robots but you know what it kind of exists already so we are in that in that day and age and I think the most important thing when there's technology that is advancing at every millisecond at the speed of light, truly, to really embrace the most important things, and it's being in the here and now, and um, connecting to yourself, connecting to your breath, connecting to family, connecting to love, connecting to the divine, remembering who you are, because I feel like also, I just finished teaching the Vision Quest. It's an annual program that I do once a year, and I do it on January 11th. I've been doing it for the past decade, and it's not longer, and it is something that I channel in the energy of every single month, but we speak more not only about the numerological aspect and the spiritual GPS aspect, astrology but in accordance to the energy that you are bringing in. So we work on the subconscious programming. So there's a tabula rosa where when we do the affirmations that is specific of the energetic signature of the month, there's a place, there's a container for it to fit in. So I just finished that a few days ago. That was on the 11th. And you still can get it on janetnamaste.com slash VQ24, that's up all year round. So literally, if you watch it now, and you're going through something in June of 2024, you just rewind and go back to June and you reconnect to that energy and align to what it is that your highest potential is. It's it's just, it's absolutely brilliant. I combine a lot of modalities in that. And after teaching that, I just was in such gratitude and of that there were so many people that signed up from all over, from global actually, that it's not about me. It's about the dedication to wanting to make the world a better place and it starts with us and how essential that is because what's happening right now in the here and now, there's so much of separation at times and segregation and um never in my life have I felt this energy of like so much anti-semitism and anti anti anti-everything you know anti if you don't think what I think then they're anti when in reality it's about being pro-humanitarian pro-love pro pro -pro pro-peace And then I think that's what we all, anyone who actually is listening to this podcast, I think I can speak for us all that that's all that we really all want is to be loved, to be accepted, to be supported, and to feel the same way, you know, to be, because that's what we want to give. Otherwise you wouldn't be tuning in because they say your vibe attracts your tribe. And, um, I just feel very blessed, you know, even for the guests that, I'm going to introduce you all to today. I feel very blessed that she came into my life. I don't believe in coincidences. The universe truly conspires in a way that when your soul evolves to a certain point, you're meant to meet certain people that will help evolve, help you with your evolution, and help you evolve in your destined path. Some people are first seasons. Some people right for for a lifetime or lifetimes. Um, For those of you that are tuning in for the first time, um, welcome, welcome. It's a pleasure and I'm honored that you're here. But I've been also a hypnotherapist and a past life regressionist for the past 20 years. So when I speak about lifetimes with a plural, um, I'm not kidding. (laughs) Our souls are eternal. And we know from the moment when we listen to someone's voice, or when we look in their eyes there's this sense of remembrance our souls remember and that's how i felt when i first connected with ashley ashley goner is one of my soul sisters and i was on her podcast and now i wanted to have her on and introduce her to my world to our world because um, she's just such a bright light in, in the world. When I first listened, she has a podcast. And when I first heard her voice, I just remembered her. That's all I can say. It was, it was as if my soul remembered hers. And it was instant comfort and feeling of um, security. I can't even explain. It's almost like of just she gets it and it's not like with everyone, right? It's just a connection. And she truly is a dream weaver. Her intention is very similar to mine, is really like to share all the tools and people to help uplift the world, you know, in a very selfless way, very selfless way. And she's also a mom to two beautiful girls that are incredibly talented, beautiful inside and out. And she through, I guess, with, with her, the inspiration of her daughters, has begun on this mission to empower millions of children around the world to learn the tools to help equip them with a life of confidence, where they know that they can be, or do, or have anything that their heart desires. So she developed a six-step magical formula, and it's um, for these children, for teens, for young adults, and it's called it is called Raising Confidence Course. So during the pandemic, actually, that's when, you know, she started to do this and it just really opened up her heart and to see how her students, the, the girls, the boys, like that, how they were applying the formula and how they were navigating the challenges that they faced, especially during the pandemic when goodness when we all felt isolated and imagine like teenage years you're kind of confused as it is not confused as if like but but in the direction of how life is you're not really a child and you're not an adult yet and you're in this in-between stage and when people ask you what do you want to do when you grow up what do you I don't know The answer is always like, for me, it was like, I don't know. I want, well, for me, I always wanted to be a teacher. (laughs) I always wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be able, that's the archetype that is within me. I can't help that. Um, I'm an avid student and an avid learner. But when you're asking a teacher, what do you want to do? I think it's not about doing, it's about who you're being. And then when you're isolated during COVID times and the pandemic and, All they really had during that time was social media, a lot of propaganda, a lot of good stuff, but a lot of nonsense that the children were exposed to. And they were isolated. And I think mentally um, it really helps when you have a support system. And Ashley is one that really gives back um, with her podcast. It's called Uncover Your Magic and with this specific program. So I am just super honored and super happy to have her on the show, to have her as my friend, to share the world with her right now, or to share share her with the world right now, the opposite, and vice versa, because she's just incredible. And she's also doing, I think, a retreat, I believe on the 21st of January too, so you can take a look at that. On her site and her information or we'll have more info in the show notes as well and without further ado I'd love to introduce you to the one and only beautiful Ashley and if you love this show please do leave it a review pay it forward share it because this really helps I guess the algorithm but it truly is about paying that love forward, because that's what we're here for. We're here to support one another. Love you guys and enjoy the show. So welcome, Ashley, to the show. So happy to connect with you again and again and again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I love it. I could be with you 24 seven and talk to you all day long.
0: That's how I felt when I first heard your voice and I heard your, um, uncover your magic podcast. It was like divinely appointed at the same, at the time when I needed most. And I heard your voice and it was so kind and compassionate and full of love and caring. And, um, what I really loved about it most is your devotion to the love of your family the love of raising confident teenage girls and your love for, um, really helping inspire other people that may not even think that they have that, um, support, you know, on the outside when in reality you awaken that they always have it within. So you, you're such an inspiration from the moment I heard your voice. It was, um, it felt like home. I told you that, right? Oh, I love that.
1: Yeah. I mean, coming from you, that means so much to me. So thank you for saying that.
0: Yeah, it's the truth. So let's tell our audience a little bit of your journey of awakening, because now you have an amazing podcast that reaches thousands of people worldwide, that inspire them. And really, because of you, um, you even connected me to many inspiring people. And that that live across the pond. But what was it, this was something that you didn't grow up saying I'm going to be a broadcaster, I'm going to be a podcaster and in the realm of spirituality of truth and holistic, holistic nutrition, you know, what was it that what that brought you here?
1: You know, I think, well, my whole life, I, you know, I did want to be a broadcaster when I was in college, So, oh, but I didn't so know cool. it was going to be a podcast um, version, but um, you know, I've always been that kind of person that um, would, I mean, they always say a seeker, but I'd always look for, there's more to life. I always knew there was more. And I think growing up, I didn't have um, like a mom that I mean, she was there with love, but I, um, I always was kind of the, the one that took care of my sisters and kind of led the family and I had to kind of figure life out on my own. And, you know, I think going along my journey, I, you know, in my twenties, it was, a, um, it was, I was lost. I was going from one job to the next and figuring out where to go. I didn't know what I really was you know, like trying to find my passion. And Mm. I didn't even know that that was what I was trying to do. (laughs) So, you know, then I get to um, fall, you know, go into relationships and, you know, not knowing really who I am, but still like knowing there's more. And then, you know, I started um, in my thirties, I opened up a day spa, um, had an amazing experience with um, this, what opened probably that started opening my eyes more was this company I worked for before that, um, sent us to a seminar. Um, it was called, it's co- still out there called PSI. Have you heard of that? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've heard okay. of PSI. Okay. So I think I saw that in the beauty, the trade shows in the Jacob Javits, they, they had a booth or something. Could huh. that be it? That's like the same it's type of
1: people synergistically involved. It would be like a landmark.
0: Oh, Absolutely not different one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was, it was, um, like that they sold like, um, different, different products. Like, Oh no, it's yeah. a, like a, it was for, a for weekend. A skin seminar. Care, a skincare Yeah. Oh so, yeah. Oh no, no,
1: so that, that was is... not my
0: awakening. My <laughs> awakening
1: was, I would say it was, it it was this company who gave this gift, um, to its employees for the weekend. And I remember, um, You know, I just got this job. I um I had my dog at home and I didn't want to leave uh him for the weekend. And finally we keep seeing everyone coming back from the weekends like they drank some Kool-Aid and they were so happy. And I thought, okay, I guess we're we'll go. So this friend and I go and I um first night, what this is how you can live? And I just really woke me up and I remember thinking, oh my gosh, this is like crazy how you know you've been with blinders on thinking that you're searching but i think that moment was when i realized that so i went to all their advanced seminars quit the job opened a day spa with no money bought two houses with no money just went on a um i just really trusted and i surrendered to life and it made me realize how powerful we are and how i had limited myself all the way up until i was i mean probably 29, 30. And when I realized how um, powerful we are, I just, I kind of played a game. I kind of uh, would do things in life and just like, see if it worked. And it always did like prove it proved me wrong. And it never is always, it always um, there, there's no proving wrong, but I, it was like, I trusted and surrendered in that process. And, um, how to create, how to created a successful business with nothing. And, um, you know, I think when you realize that when you have an intention and you know the truth and you can really um, just trust the process and just live life in this, I mean, gratitude, being happy, um, you know, all that high vibration stuff we talk about is when i really realize like i mean we are such magical beings and once people realize that um there's just no end to what you can do or um it's just there's it's you're limitless like and i and i feel that way so much and i think when i realized that and my life started taking off and showing me the magic um I just, um, I haven't looked, I've always, and then it just keeps, you know, it's like the snowball effect. I just keep the momentum just kept going until I'm 54. But I just, that's when it really started, I guess, if that's what you wanted to know about my awakening moment.
0: Yeah. And what was was the program that like, what was the basis of it when you said that, wow, this is what life can can be like? What were they speaking about?
1: Um, You know, it was a lot of, you know, I'd studied Abraham Hicks and Wayne mm-hmm. Dyer and um, you know, Dolores Cannon. I had done Seth all those books. Um, like you, um, you know, all the books that we've read. And it was all that. It was a lot of um law of attraction, a lot it all just came together there. It just they put it in 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 action. And it just woke me up. Like you're um, and then I would send all my employees to go you know, every weekend when I had the spa and then they'd come home and they're like, I'm quitting. We're going to, I'm going to go open up my, my own business. And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, It's like backfire, no, but it's so funny. It happened so much, but I just wanted to, it was a, something that I could help others. And I just always was one to say, I want to gift this to you because it really opened up my, my life. And um yeah. And I think that part, um, going back to like when I met Richard and all those things, but, you know, having children, it, it sparked a lot in me realizing, you know, how important a childhood is to be intention to be an intentional and conscious parent and teaching yeah. and having that. I think that those tools in your childhood, and I just realized like when I have babies, they need to start young. I would love to for them to, you know, learn young so when they turned 18 they weren't like me in my 20s like the wanderer <laughs> you know trying to i just that was really what really motivated me as a mom when i got to that that point
0: so when your mom your mom was working and you were taking care of um how many no,
1: she was she didn't work um she actually was um a flight attendant but not until mm. um I was probably in high school. I think. Okay. Um. Yes, but she was a at home mom. But yeah, it wasn't a. Um. It. You know the. I mean, I'm trying to explain how like they were married and divorced twice, both my mom and dad. So I experienced that. Um. And it just wasn't a. Um. It was a love, fun, fun life, fun. You know, fun childhood we didn't have much. it wasn't a but I didn't know any better, you know, right but I just I just was the and I still am that with that, everybody with my sisters and her. I've always been the one like you know, probably you too, you know, the one that was the what's Ashley doing now? you know
0: yeah, it's it's the innovator, but you also keep everyone together too with your nurturing, you know, heart. And you're, you're the dream weaver. When I first met you, I'm like, you are the ultimate dream weaver. (laughs) You, you, You connect people. It's, it's unbelievable. And I was, I was reading your bio before on your site. And there was one thing that really stuck out. And it was, and it said, I'm on the mission to empower millions of kids and your passion and your love for, especially the way you're raising your girls. How old are they now?
1: Uh, Presley's 14 and pages 17.
0: Yeah, the way that you're raising your children, like you know, as a conscious parent, and parenting isn't easy. We all say that I'm going to be a conscious parent, I'm going to be an incredible parent. And, um, you know, they're their own people, they're their own souls, they have their own, um, missions and likes and dislikes. And, you know, we just give them the tools and the foundation, but, um, you have a gift of really connecting to a lot of people's um, inner child, Mm -hmm. your voice, you hold this, I call it like an energetic key. And there are certain words that you say, there's certain things that always relate that I always hear that relays in your podcast and even our conversation that um, the intention is love and the agenda is nothing. It's, it's just, it's so it's just pure, but you wrote in your bio, I'm on a mission to empower millions of kids to learn the tools, um, to help them live a life of confidence so they can be anything that they want to be, that they can, you know, um, or have anything that they desire. So how, when, when you said that you went and you bought, you bought a business with nothing, you bought a house with nothing, you bought, I mean, that takes a lot of courage how do you work with the children um, that may have never even known that that's like a possibility of attainment? How do right. you like, what is the first thing of like you working with these children?
1: Uh, well, when I think of um, raising, of uh, raising two girls, I, my main thing was especially raising girls, right? I don't know what it's like to raise a boy, but raising girls with my mind and my background was they need to know that they're worthy and to know that they are so much they have every bit of power within them and they're always provided for and you know they're never alone and it's it was you know when you when you see these little girls being raised um, and you I'm around other parents raising you know, at the playdates and watching how they raise and, you know, and you're not at that stage of being a parent, you're kind of in the middle of stuff. Like we were talking the other day, like you're, you know, trying to make sure one's happy and then you're over here with the other one. And, you know, it's a, you're in a different mind, your mind's different when you're in the young age, but at the same time, I'm still, you know, teaching them how to make, give compliments, teaching them. You know, the gratitude, teaching them, you know, we would read the four agreements, <laughs> you know, saying our prayers, doing our affirmations. They would have to, you know, put the sticky notes up on the mirror in the morning. And, um, you know, all these little things that you are doing and you don't know until really at my present moment um, when they're in high school that it really all came together and it did. I, it's like I was programming these little computers and now I see the fruit of my labor, you know, and I see the, they have their, va- they know their values. I don't have to, you know, worry if, I mean, Richard even said yeah, a couple of days ago, he's like, wow, Paige is a tough cookie. I said, we did something right, Like, <laughs> you know, and I, she's super strong in her values and she stands strong and, you know, it's just so neat to watch all the little things along the way that you do um, as an intentional, in an intentional way. Cause I, I was Mm -hmm. like, I hope one day this pays off, (laughs) but you really do see it now. And I, you know, I look at kids these days and what the social media and all the distractions that play in their life that we never had. And, you know, and I feel like a lot of parents still live with blinders on and they have that, they don't have that awareness of, the importance of the, those little tiny, I mean, just having a gratitude practice or, you know, understanding the importance of, um, you know, believing like you are anything, you, you can do anything and giving their kids that, you know, letting them go down those paths to find their passion. And I mean, I just me saying that I can tell like all the things that I didn't have, like I look at life from that higher perspective and it's so important for me now to, um, instill that because I didn't have that, you know, so it's all the things that are my soul, your soul, everyone's soul didn't, they're so that's where the passion comes from. You know, when you don't, I didn't have the mom that could sit and talk to me at night about boys or, and I, I do that. I'll sit till it's midnight and want you know, I, I don't care how late it is. I will talk to Paige yeah. till forever. I, I just I do everything that I know, um, that I lacked, I guess that I, I know is so important and that I would want as a child, you know?
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think also like our mothers and our grandmothers, of course, it was a different generation at that time, different mindset and, um, your journey, your journey here is completely unique. And um, of course they were doing the best they could with the resources that they had at that time. But imagine that she did give you absolutely everything. You wouldn't, you wouldn't know that contrast and it wouldn't be so intentional at this time It would just be matter of fact. Right. You know, yeah. It's like, you don't, you know how they say, you don't know what you got until it's gone, but we don't really necessarily own anything, but you really, you know, the fact that you did experience the contrast of expansiveness of what your worth and your value is and you're paying it forward to your kids, it's um, it's it's the greatest gift that is absolutely priceless. You know, we we you and I, when we speak about parenting, and I love like, you know, we have a very similar um viewpoint on it. And um, you know, I admire you that you follow through much more much i'm sure you could follow through you're you're stronger than i am in that like but maybe it's my son with my daughter like my son breaks me he does he does it's maybe it's 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 a different different with boys and girls i have i have no no idea maybe (laughs) who who knows but it's also each each kid is individual but um i love your the following through is so important because the following through builds trust. Right. And otherwise, I grew up in a home where my father would follow through. No means no, yes means yes. My mm-hmm. mother was so fickle, like, mm, uh, you know, maybe yes, well, go ask your father. Yes, well, no. And I think when the fickleness, it makes a child, it plants a seed of doubt, mm-hmm. seed of doubt. And that I think for me, my own journey was it, it, um, it played with my own self-esteem because I'm like, well, if a boy tells me, no, does it really mean yes? Does yes mean no? Does no mean. Right. So the fact that you follow through of being this conscientious parent and even a conscientious friend, I think you're a really, really great friend. I feel like I've known you lifetimes beyond life. Oh my
1: gosh, totally.
0: And, and you you are even, you just follow through with your, with your words, not because you have to, but because that's the core of who you are. So there's automatic trust that, that happens there. And, um, it's, um, I'm very, I'm very, very grateful, grateful for you, you know, Mm.
1: feeling is mutual, my friend. I mean, it goes right back. What you see in me, I see in you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. So tell me a little bit about um, this love that you have of the, you know, your girls are so, I don't want to say well-rounded because well-rounded sounds like almost like this, um, like, I don't know, this hierarchy of, of, you know, elitists, but it's, it isn't like that. They're well-rounded and grounded girls. They know who they are how um, with their experience in the pageant world in of like, especially in this day and age with like TikTok and social media and people look at like outer beauty, how did you instill that inside that inner beauty in in them from when they were young, like competing in pageants and things like that? Because from the outside looking in somebody who wasn't in the pageant world, because my kids were more athletic, they were athletes, um, you know, How did you disarm the superficial aspect of it, you know, and really go into the depth of confidence? Like, how did you do that with your girls? And now you're doing it with the other girls in the pageants.
1: Yeah. You know, the pageants world, never, I've never done pageants never really watched them really <laughs> wasn't into them. Yeah.
0: Never. You're gorgeous. Yeah. You're absolutely gorgeous inside and, and out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I, you know, page eight years old, we got a postcard and she wanted to do this. She saw the, uh, the crown and the dress and she wanted to do that. And, um, I said, okay, we'll go down to the hotel and look at, check it out. You know? And I, I, I have always like, they tried dancing, they tried soccer, they, you know, played softball, they, you know, now they're on the crew team, but throughout their life, when I look down, it was just, let's go see, like, I was a dancer, I did all the sports, you know, and I'm thinking, well, they've got to dance, they've got to play soccer, you know, but it was like Presley would hide, I'd hide behind the tree because she'd cry if she was playing soccer. (laughs) Like, why am I doing this? So early on, it was like, let's just let them lead the way, you know, and I would always say to Richard, like, you know, Paige is going to try this pageant and she's eight years old and it seems legit. I, yeah. I don't know, you know, and I, I thought she was going to like bow out at the, and leave because it looked like there was a lot of onstage speaking and she mm-hmm. always used to hide behind my leg and I'd have to go to therapy and figure out how to get separation from her. And she'd cry <laughs> when I, you know, leave her. But, um, she really wanted to do this. And I just said to Richard, like, let's try, let's just go with it. So I, you know, buy the dresses from eBay and put rollers in her hair, (laughs) try to write her introduction, but you know, there was no makeup in this pageant that we started with. And that's the one we've really stood with, um, no makeup until they're, um, really Presley's age now is 14. So all this whole year, the, all these years, um, it's not been a beauty thing. It's always been an intro speaking interview. And Richard started to see um, Paige's confidence start changing. And he's like, I think we're onto something with this. I think, you know, and then Presley watches her sister and like, mom, I want to do that too. And I, those memories of that, of those pageant are probably one of the most, it could make me cry is what it does for me. Like it's, it's been the most amazing journey of watching their growth. And it's never about winning. It's always about, and that's such a great, um, platform to learn that because there's one winner in your age group. It's all girls looking at each other. You know, you could be the one comparing yourself, but they, I've always said like, you're just going there to, to be you, you know? Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: I just have always, um, instilled in them that like, it's not about anybody else, but you like, we're going to do this to get better. And it's, it's been such a, everything about it has been my growth and their growth. And, um, you know, it's not, um, it's not something that I look at that has brought in any kind of, um, I mean, it's all positive. There's nothing, I can't say anything negative, but it's just been a beautiful, um, experience and they love it. We wouldn't do it if they didn't love it. And um, they've won a few, which is fun. You know, Paige used to get first runner up and she'd always go, Mama, how do I not be first runner up? (laughs) Um, But it's been a really fun, um, it's grown them to uh, these women that aren't out there comparing themselves. Mm -hmm. They've made beautiful friendships. It's not what other people think. You know, it's like, you know, there's some of that. But for the most part, I always explain when you come from love and you're, um, exuding a vibration of, um, what can I, you know, be to you or, you know, that's how they are. And what a great platform to really, that's like really going to test you, you know, like how are you being, you know, are you comparing, are you, um, you know, get down on yourself because someone else did this and you didn't, or the gowns that they wear, you know, all it, and they just, we've, I mean, I haven't been one of those moms that spend thousands and thousands of dollars on things. We figure out how to mm-hmm. buy them, you know, so they know we're not, we're not those kind of that kind of family, but it's just been, um, a really fun journey, the of confidence building for sure. And something that I see Paige now heading into college, um, with those tools that she's had since she was eight, um, ready to go do anything, you know, ready to start her life with, and those tools are one of the things that I think is what fuels her confidence in, um, in the biggest way, for sure. Both of them.
0: Yeah. They have a great barometer of what, what that feels like of love and confidence and, and support and all of that. But are there any girls, because listen, you and I we both know, you know, gro- growing up, teenage years, early twenties, and let's we got to call a spade a spade. There's envy out there. There's right. jealousy out there. Like even for 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 me, and you are a, you're a beautiful woman. And for me, when I'm very uncomfortable at times to be on social media, to be there speaking, it's like I feel the energy in the room sometimes. And it's not necessarily of the envy or jealousy of others, of me, but it's almost like of what the, the, and the word is, and you said it before compare, like the comparison of, I should be here. How is this person here? How is that? I know I never speaking from the, I, I never Mm -hmm. felt jealousy ever in my life. Like that's something that I just, I get inspired by other people's success. And the jealousy is not why they have it. And I don't, you know, mm-hmm. it's almost like whatever I choose that is on my path, I'll get, you know, because it's, it's nothing is ownership, but how, how do you teach? Like, especially when there's beauty inside and outside, there's talents and there girls, girls can be, and I'm sorry, I may get a lot of hate email or something like that. Girls can be really catty and bitchy. Oh, and for sure. nasty, like you know, Jules played for flag football, and they were like like me, they were mean, and Jules doesn't have a mean bone. Jules is my daughter for you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> she doesn't have a mean bone in her body, she's so true and thoughtful, but some of them there's there's this energy of competition that it's this like gossip and nastiness and how do you deal with the ugly aspect of it? The jealousy that like, what do you, how, how do you. Oh, there's so much of that. Janet. I know. You know
1: poor little things at school. And that as soon as these girls hear that they're pageant girls, yeah. they oh. hate them. Right. So, automatically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've, I mean, we go through that a lot. I mean, we've gone through that a lot, mm-hmm. mm, pretty much their whole childhood. And it's not um, at the pageant it's at school. So the girls at the pageant, um, those friends are, it's like, when we get there, it's like, Oh, finally, like we're, you know, we're around people that love me and aren't judging me. And, you know, but when we're at school, but you know, like you say, like about looking at, I don't compare, I don't compare either. And I, I know, and I, I, if anything, I want, like, I'll give dresses to friends. I, you just borrow it. I'm not going to make you pay. I, I don't, I'm not there. I want everyone to win. I And I instill that in them. And I know that that's why Jules is that way because of you. Like, I I don't, they see how I am. I mean, they do what you do, not what you say, right? And I've never, they see me in action at, uh, when they get out. Well, for uh, just examples, they would get in the car Um, when I would pick them up at school and, um, it would be, oh, mom, they wouldn't sit with me, you know, because I'm a pageant girl or, you know, there's something that they're, they don't like this whole group doesn't like Presley in her class that they say that. And then Paige will be at school and trying to hide it, you know, not talking Mm -hmm. about it because she doesn't want anyone to know. And I said, yeah, just keep it quiet. You know, don't give them any more fuel. (laughs) Right. And they really don't have a big friend group. And it's because they, and I always get explain that it's the values, your values are so high, you know, and you know exactly who is attracted to that is because of your love and your authenticity. And mm-hmm. they, they'll, they'll see you. They won't see you as this, you know, whatever the pageant girl or the pretty girl or the girl that whatever. Um, but I really, I'm not. I want everyone to win. And I really do. And I just feel like if I can instill that in them, um, then how much easier in life, how much more relaxed is life when you just say, you know what, I know one day it'll be my time. (laughs) I wonder when it will, but let's just have fun and love everyone. but you know, hurt people, hurt people. And I have had to go through all that with them. I used to be the mama bear that used to go talk to the principal. And, (laughs) and then I just realized, you know what, this is their journey. They're, they're attracting that for something. Let's learn why that's, that's going on. Like maybe let's, you know, shift our focus on another, you know, it doesn't, you don't have to have a, it's a quality, not quantity of people in your life. And I really, they see me. I mean, I don't have a, I mean, I have friends that I talk to maybe on a handful. I mean, now that I'm mm. out on this podcast for the last few years, a few like-minded like you have reached out and it's enriched me, you know? And then it's like, oh, I, the girls are like, mom, um, I always say, look at me. I don't, I could probably count my friends on one hand that yeah. I really yeah. love, you know, that I would talk to every day or, so it's not like that. And I just, um, yeah, I don't, it's, it's interesting watching the evolution of my growth too, and the protection and trying to, um, as a mom, you know, of trying to let them, um, figure it out on their own. That's tough. That's Yeah. That's <laughs> really tough. tough. Yeah. I mean, tough, I would, yeah.
0: Especially when you see, like, I think I mentioned to you one time that, um, both you and I, we teach, um, mindfulness to, to the youth, um, I teach it for adults as well, and um, and I was teaching a mindfulness program, um, Stanford University program, in the Board of Education here at a local school where my children went to, and ironically, like there's, it's it was a children's program about anti-bullying, about confidence, about mindfulness of how to be in the moment, and. Ironically, it happened to be that my when I'm when I was teaching the program, the kids that were being bullied were my own children in the school, Mm -hmm. my kids and, you know, the compassion that my children felt for the bully. Well, mom, they have they don't have this, 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 this. And I said, well, just because they don't have that support system, doesn't there's no it's not okay to be mean. It's not okay to be mean. And I think um, whatever is the trigger or the catalyst for bullying, it's definitely in an unhappy or an insecure person where they feel powerless, you know, Mm -hmm. powerless. But it was really hard as a parent, you know, as a mom, where here I am empowering other children. And then my kids were like, you're just telling me this because you're my mom. Right. You know, you are telling me this because you're my mom and I said no, I'm not. I'm telling you this because I see this in you. Right. And so you play both roles. You're the mom. You and I don't want to say preach mindfulness. You live mindfulness. So when you're teaching this and and having these conversations with your children, um do they ever push back on you because of their own emotions? No, okay. That's <laughs> they awesome. don't,
1: Janet. Yeah.
0: Don't. You see, they know yeah, it. They know the they truth. They do
1: know. And I think they know how um, important they, they've just, you know, I think of, you know, right. this I, the gratitude journal is an example. Um, you know, we always used to do it in the car. And this year I'm not driving and I said, okay, this year it's going to have to be next year breakfast and you're going to have to do the gratitude journal. And it, there's more to the journal than just gratitude, but it's my morning routine that I teach in my class that, that I taught. I mean, I teach it because we've done it their whole life. Right. And, um, and the, it sits there and one day, you know, it's just like, I. they will never not do it because they know how important that is. It would be like not brushing their teeth and they know. And I, I read them when they, when I get home um, and read what they write. And it, you know, it's like, what's your intention for the day? Page is like to be the light, to be, um, be, yeah. It's like, Oh, it makes you just think, wow, really? But it's like, it's such a, it's not like you're reading their diary, but when you see like, wow, really? Like that's, or what you, what was your uh, magic moment at the end of the day? And you know, they're at the crew practice. So it's like, Oh, I got my fastest time or, Um, I got to run with page and talk, um, on our run yesterday and we, we didn't stop. And it's like, you get to have that inner time readings, you know, but you know, when they know page is so, um, uh, not a, I don't want to say pleaser, but she just doesn't want to disappoint me in a loving way, not in a, you know, I'm scared. I don't want mom to be upset with me. She's very um, mindful and knows the importance. And I, you know, they both have created a platform because with pageants, you have to do so many things in the community service. And, um, they created a platform called the positivity project. So it's pages, positivity project and Presley's positivity project.
0: Um,
1: so they, um, so they talk about like, they'll go to the boys and girls club and do what, you know, the vision boards and the gratitude teach these kids. Mm -hmm. Um, we have them at our house too, but Um, and they have a little podcast on YouTube where they talk about their three minutes of, um, positivity, but it's all this pageant. I mean, that they, people were like, by the time your girls were 12, they had had so much community service. I said, I wouldn't have known that, you know, but we, the pageant makes you, you know, really, you know, dive deep into that. That's a huge part of it. Um, but yeah, we, they have their, um, it's just a muscle now, Janet, like we, right. it's such a muscle. And and with our text messages, I mean, it's a constant message from school. Um, our, It's like we miss each other. I mean, it's just like you and your kids. It's just, oh we've God. created such a, and I understand the next phase of life is different and it is a more of a friendship, you know, and it's a more of a different relationship. And I'm understanding that and I'm getting used to that. And I'm watching you with jewels and trying yeah. to um, learn from you and how you handle it, because that helps me so much to know what I have in store.
0: <laughs> yeah. My husband helps me with that too, because for me, if she was still home under, under this roof, um, I just, I love hanging out with my kids, you know, right. there are many parents that they're, they say, Oh, I can't wait until summer break is over and the kids go back to school, you know, thank oh. God. I, I didn't want summer break. To- I've never said that. No. I just, yeah, I just, and I'm definitely not mother of the year. Like, right. and- <laughs> no, it's really, but I really enjoy the beingness of these two precious souls that were, were, were just given to me temporarily as a gift, you know, and they're, and their unique personalities. And when they're able to shine, to shine through, I really enjoy it. But, um, letting go, f- you know, when she went away to college, like she's a sophomore now, that was that was a really difficult year for us at home, especially um, there was so many different changes happening in, in the house as well. And it was a growth year, like every family goes through their own right. growth. Year. Um, But this year that she's a sophomore, and she's more comfortable in her environment of where she's at. And and she's commuting back and forth. I mean, my child was never on a subway. She was never on a train before. Like oh that's gosh. until she went away to college. It was oh. even like riding buses. She really wasn't on the bus. And we live in New York, but we live in, 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 you know, Staten Island. So she's not, but we do have buses, but the I used to drive my children around. I would right. have my work schedule set, but the times that were a non-negotiable was time for pickup, dropping them off and any of after school activities, non-negotiable. I was, I was, I was there, but, um, it's, it's definitely a transition where you go from parent parenthood to that friendship kind of, um, mm-hmm. energy. And even now with my 16 year old, um, where he's like, I'm not a baby anymore. Like I'm 16 <laughs> years old, mom, you don't need to make me like, all the meals and I'm running outside. I'm like, take your vitamins. And he's like, you have to stop. You know? <laughs> and, and, Cute. and I, and I know, and I know this, but forever in my mind, they'll always be my babies until the age of I'm a hundred years old. Right. They're, they'll always be our babies. But you know, what the love that I have for my children is the love I have for teaching other parents and their kids to find their own gifts inside. And you have that as well. So I want, you know, you to share about the eight-week program that you work with, with these young, young teens and children. And um it's also it's it's a beautiful formula that you have constructed that I think is brilliant. Um so with love for my listeners and and all, all the people that are going to be, you know, watching this podcast as well to, especially if they have kids, um, to know about your, your amazing, brilliant program.
1: Yeah. You know, I want to explain how it came about. So in 2020, in March, I signed up for this podcast. Something came into my head and said, I think you should start a podcast, Ashley. <laughs> and I answered it. Cause I always am telling my girls that when something comes into your mind, always say yes, it might not be the right thing, but you'll be, you'll learn something and move on to the next. So, um, I didn't have, like you just said, my priority was them. And I, you know, drove them to school, would have a couple hours at home and then go back to pick them up and be busy all night driving them around. So I thought, why am I doing this podcast and how am I going to have this time? So two weeks after that, the quarantine happened. And mm-hmm. I remember picking them up and I can see them walking across the field with their books in their hands saying, mom, they said we're in quarantine for two weeks. I'm like, oh, little did they know right?" that we all know <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just the two weeks, you know? So I said, oh, I'll have two weeks. I can use their laptop and get the computer ready for my inner, my new podcast. I have all this time now. Perfect. No wonder I said yes. So in the beginning of the podcast, you kind of, you know, this, I had to do some solos. So people knew who I was. <laughs> so I started, you know, podcast one was my life story, podcast two and three were my, what was important to me was parenting. And so I would explain how important parenting and I've just out of like, I don't, I just thought that was what came to me was, that's what I'm going to share. So, you know, you look at, um, you know, three episodes in and I start getting um, emails and calls from people saying, Can you please help my kid? We're in like the wow. deep, you know, we've been out of school for I think two months by then. Um, and they're really struggling. I need you to help my kid. And I'm like, huh, okay. Um, and I had friends too. I had probably 10 kids that would come to the house and I'd sit on the dining room table and I didn't know. I just said, I want to teach you a morning routine, what I taught the girls. I teach you gratitude. I Um, would buy them the four agreements book. Like when you're done with school, read a chapter and we'll talk about it next week. And, um, I did just whatever I thought was important. And, and I, then I'd have people in Florida and Chicago moms, can you please help my kid? And I'm just like, this is so crazy. So I started then the woman that taught Michelle that we both know, um, who taught the podcast class taught a new class on how to create a class online. And I was lonely. I mean, not lonely, but we were sitting at home doing nothing. You know, I wasn't going anywhere because we're just, and I thought that was fun having that Uh podcast class. I'm going to do another class. And I'm at least it's fun to be on Zoom with all these new friends, you know, that you just sit because you're really sitting around, you know, when is this quarantine looking at the news? Like, what are we doing? Like, (laughs) what is this? What's going on? So, anyway, we, um, I took that class and at the beginning, I didn't know really why I was doing it. Really. It was just to have friends. And she's, I said, I don't know what kind of class I would have. And she's like, well, what do people say you're good at? And I said, I guess parenting, all of a sudden I have all these kids mm-hmm. in my dining room yep. <laughs> and she's like, let's create that. So I just did this eight week class and I did all the modules where things that, you know, morning routine, then grad uh, dreams. And they would make a vision board, teach them how to visualize and manifest and that's always fun and then we did the gratitude and we do so many lessons in that which is amazing uh, core values limiting beliefs you know and i and i put it together and i did it for the kids no i did it for the parents so i created it cuz i thought they needed to learn it they didn't know who i was and i mean the ones that didn't know me yeah um and so i thought if you're a parent you're not going to let this lady teach your kids who knows what she's going to teach them right So I remember the day I was getting ready to have my first um, master class and uh, I had a few people texting me, oh, I can't wait for tonight. I'm going to sign so-and-so up. And I said, oh, it's not for kids. It's for parents. And I, so I went, oh my gosh, I need to go home and make two options. Right. So everyone on that call signed up their kid, not one parent. Um, And it was so, I said, huh, you know, they just needed somebody else to help. And I think it, it yes. is so true. Like we know that our kids will listen to someone besides our own besides us. Exactly. So it evolved. And it's been, you know, th- almost three, almost four years, um, into this and, you know, teaching these kids and, you know, seeing these sweet souls who really know everything start to remember <laughs> who they truly are, and the light bulbs go off, and their eyes I just pull those little lights out of their eyes and see those souls, and then they get excited and they don't want it to end. And the moms and the dads are like, Well, the morning routine, our whole energy is different in our house, and I don't know what you're teaching them. And you know, it's just been amazing. We used to go to our four corners of our house, and now we're all in the same room. And um, oh, you know, wow. I've taught all families, I've taught mom, dad, two kids. Um, for what that was really interesting to put them all on the same page. You know, I, I really, and I've taught moms that have little kids, like they all got on zoom that they, so she could kind of let them understand, um, in a little kid way, but she would take it so she could continue teaching them as they grow old. Um, but yeah, it's funny how that came up and how much i see that that's i that's like my full passion now it's like through the pageants getting those girls you know they see oh, my girls with um their you know what we do with our mindset and you know you you, these moms pay for coaching how to walk how to interview and i'm like the mindset is so important in a pageant you know so that's now the they're foundation. seeing that.
0: yeah oh it's everything mindset is everything right with you could pay billions of dollars for other coaching, but then it needs to have a compartment for, for it to, like fertile ground. And that's mindset, right? And that's you, you right. are foundation with love. I mean, um, what, what an asset you are to, to all those kids, how young are the children? Like, what are the age groups that you, you work with? well,
1: they've been six has probably been, kindergartner. Wow. has been yeah. the youngest. That's so cute. And I, you know, I work with people that are, you know, a lot of um, some pageant girls in their late thirties that I've worked with, moms, um, a lot of college kids too. You know, I mean, I, my thing is, is I think it's, it's important at like 11 or 12. I really think kids mm. should get that going. That And if parents haven't been, doing the things up until then. Um, I feel like before you go into high school or middle school, I mean, I mean, I would say middle school, if they can get a little bit of ahead of their, of seeing who they truly are and their tools that they have, I think the bullying and the pressure and the, um, all the Instagram stuff and the TikTok, (laughs) you know, there's so many layers to their pressure these days that these parents don't realize the we don't realize the, the effects that this is going to have in 10 years from now. You know, we don't know what, you know, it's all so new. I mean, I tell Paige, like, I don't have a picture of you on my iPhone. Like I do Presley when she was a baby, because in 2006, I didn't have a phone. We didn't have that ability. I took it from a camera, but but if you realize how fast our technology has been from there until her whole, her life long time has been crazy where our technology has come. And we just don't know that where the addictions going to come from and the parents that allow the, the iPads now little kids to be the babysitters. And, you know, and I, there's just, we're going to see these, you know, grown kids that have had this generation of all this technology boom happening. Um, and we just don't know, but I think when you can get ahead of it, and get on like those kids, those young, eight, 10 year olds, and start to cultivate that, that um, routine in their head and get the morning routine, understanding how important vibration is and going to school with that high vibration, being the thermostat, Mm -hmm. not the thermometer, you know, always saying like, you got to go here, you got to start here. It takes a lot longer to get from here to here when you start your day at school. And, you know, the the compliments. I can't. I can't uh, say how important, more important that is. I mean, it's five compliments a day. Even now with the girls, they know that they have to give five compliments a day. It's been that since I'll never forget pulling them out of the car seat, and I pull them out of the car seat like that um, reel I sent you yesterday.
0: Yes. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That was that was great. Like mind your own business. Or something yeah, that? I'm getting this. Yeah, that was. I'm gonna unhook this. Great.
1: That was. A- um, but I pull them out of their car seat and I say, okay, go give five compliments to five people today. And they get back in the car and they, I said, how'd it go? And they'll say, no one gave it back. No one gave me a compliment mm-hmm. back. And I said, that's not why you're doing it. You need to, you're learning to give. And that's what raises your vibration even more. It, even like you're teaching them, uh, you're, it's like teaching kids how to give, how to be like aware, having the blinders off and looking up. You know, let's, let's not look down at our phones. let look up and see the beauties, find the magic moment every day. Like, that's why they have to write that at the end, like what their magic moment was because every moment could be magic. It's your perspective, yeah. like showing your perspective of how the day goes and always working out for me. She, that's one of the things that, you know, as a parent with my girls, it's like, okay, you didn't, you didn't win a pageant or you didn't get an A on a test or um, that friend did that to you, but gosh, it's, can you believe it's really working for you? Like what we're going to find out why, cause this is cool. Like, we're going to figure out how all these things that you, like, they don't look at things as bad. There's nothing bad or wrong. It's just your perspective. And if you could teach a child that and 10 years old, like, you know, all the, what it, can you imagine? Like the victimhood, you know, all those that poor me, that would go out the door because they would be so in control of their life at that early of an age and see their life in a different, with a glass half full, or, you know, like, you know, looking at it from that higher perspective of, you know what, even though that happened, I know it's for me.
0: Exactly. That that
1: is so freeing. There's no victim, the victim thing. No,
0: can't do the victim. No, they would feel sovereign. They'd feel free. They'd feel accepted. And if they would teach every single school system in this world if they would teach eq emotional like you know um about manners about mindfulness kindness in every single school in the world globally what a beautiful place this world would be because this mm. we truly are here only temporarily but we came here to create that heaven on earth. And these kids are, you're 100% right, what's gonna be in 10 years of what the effects that it had on their brains, you know? Mm-hmm. All of these highs and lows hormonally of if they get X amount of likes, then suddenly they feel accepted. If they don't have X amount of views, then they feel like, you know, someone what disapproves. Like nobody, you cannot, nobody else has your power except for you. And it's right, wonderful right. that you're teaching them this. You're an in- incredible parent. And I know that we learn as we go also. And you could not be the parent that you are if it wasn't for your real life experience. It's not like you wake up and it's like, you know, this enlightened master. And I came here as the parent of all parents. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, oh, gosh. right. It's like it's, you know, this, it's it really is. Um to be to be a great parent and have the 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 gift of having children like physical children is an incredible priceless gift like i mentioned before but it really starts of being a mindful parent to yourself and um giving to others um as well i it's 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 a beautiful beautiful way of um not even living it's your beingness it's your beingness and it's 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 in, it's incredible what would the adult parent, the parents now, the more mindful parent, that is the Ashley, that is you know um, x amount of human years old, where um, <laughs> what what advice would she have given to the the teenager that um, maybe didn't feel that was was consciously or cons- conscientiously parenting? or parented at that time. What advice would you give to that your teenage self? To myself as a teenager. Yeah. A
1: teenager.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh gosh. Um, you know, always know that everything is always working for you. Cause I didn't realize that back in my teenage years. Um, know that you um that you can just trust and surrender to life and know that you're always being guided and protected. And really, just enjoy the moment. Be in the moment.
0: Mm. It's beautiful. And I enjoyed this moment. I enjoyed our moment. I enjoy every single morsel of our moments that Me we have. Too. <laughs> I, really, I really do. I really i I adore you. I love you um, with my heart and soul. Just
1: oh, I love you and adore you. And you know, I look at thinking like how it's probably been what two, three months since we've connected and it seems like it's I don't know what my life was like before before you were in it. I thought, gosh, I look forward to talking. I you know I I think of like I wake up and I get ex- thinking, oh, she's been awake for three hours, you know, I always in my mind, I'm picturing you and like what is she doing? <laughs> you know it's just so fu- isn't that funny when you meet someone like that and it's just um, like you've been together forever
0: forever. Forever and ever. And um yeah, it's a gift. I I have to hold my myself back from from connecting with you in the morning, not to wake you up four o'clock in the morning <laughs> three a.m. Because I'm I'm up at 4 45, 5 a.m. That's like, you know, three, we're three hours behind. You're right. in California. I'm in New York. But um that's one thing that I'm really grateful for is this modern technology, how things are moving fast because um because of that you know, our souls connected at this moment, which I knew was destined regardless, but I'm, I'm grateful for that part for sure. Um, and for the rest of the world, talking about connectivity, what is the best way for them to connect and for for them to reach out to you for, if they would like to better help their teenager, their young child, the one that is transitioning from middle school to high school, from elementary, all of those transitional phases are so important and they're scary when you're a kid, but even everything else, um, what is the best way for them to connect with you and learn more about what it is that you offer?
1: I have my website. It's just on my name, Ashley Goner, um, G-O-N-O-R. Um, Ashley and then uncover your magic is my podcast on my Instagram and Facebook is all my name. So in any, um, uh, any way they could find me, but yeah, I just, I feel like, you know, when we're out in this world and don't have, don't know the tools or ever we're guided to the tools as a grown, as a parent. And I've talked to so many parents out there that just have never had that they've never really been the um, that's not ever been in their circle of their learning. They've either been working and, you know, focused on that or just never had that interest. And when they realize the importance of that in their children these days, it's so amazing when you're like, Oh, you know, I can, this parent gets it, you know, it's, that's, yeah. I mean, if you only like the gift, you're going to give these kids and to know as a parent, like you, you know, when you, when they leave your house and they fly off the, out of the nest, you want that confidence that you did everything. You gave them everything and that you have no regrets and you just know and trust that they will follow their path with every value that you instilled that they learned from their childhood. And, you know, as much as we were capable of doing, um, but that's like, I just always knew that I want to know when she's 18 and she leaves that i feel like uh my work is complete not complete but i did i did it all so i i feel good about it right
0: you did an incredible job the foundation is secure so no rainstorm hurricane tornado nothing <laughs> knock it down it's like a bamboo tree the bamboo goes back and forth right? yeah great roots thank you i thank love you, you. Janet. Thank oh, you so much. I look forward to speaking to you. Very in a little bit, like like in, <laughs> in minutes, like tomorrow. <laughs> and until next time, everyone, Namaste. Love. Oh, thank you. Bye, my angel. Thank you. Thank
1: you so much.
0: Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your time, your open hearts. It means the world to me. It really is, like. I wasn't kidding when I told you it was like two kindred souls that just met. We are beautiful friends, Ashley and I, and share the same thing. And it's not just about family. It's the common denominator. And it is love. It is unconditional love. It's being truthful. It's being authentic. Number one thing is your authenticity. And your vibe does attract your tribe. And one thing that I know that um, remains true to me is that Having a supportive community is just so essential today and always. So if you love the show, please do pay it forward, share it, read it. And if you'd like to work more with me, you can check out on my website, JanetNamaste.com. I have something called the Soul Star Membership, which is global. And also, I am doing a few live events in New York in January. I'll be in Florida in February, and just traveling throughout the year. We have retreats coming up this year. It's just um, so beautiful when all kindred souls from all over that have connected by voice, by Zoom, and we get to meet one another in person. Magic happens, really does. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you from my heart, from Ashley's heart. We love you. And Have a blessed day, have a blessed year, have a blessed month. Love you and namaste.